This is The Structuring Podcast. Okay, welcome back. Terry War here and this is The Structuring Podcast. Today's topic is how to pay interest only on a principal and interest loan. So in the good old days, interest only interest rates were the same as principal and interest interest rates. However, that changed about four years ago. And now generally interest only loans have a higher rate than P&I loans. P&I loans are generally better for serviceability, but it comes with a cash flow cost. If you had a principal and interest loan of $500,000 at 6.5%, the repayments would be roughly $3,161 per month. However, if it was interest only at 7%, the repayments would be about $2,126 per month. So having a P&I loan costs you around about $1,034 in this example per month in cash flow. So if you had a, a P&I investment loan and you also had non-deductible debt, that is diverting about $12,000 a year from the repayment of the non-deductible debt. So wouldn't it be good if you could pay interest only but get P&I rates? Well, I think you can. And the way to do it would be to set up a separate loan split. It doesn't have to be a big amount. It can be a small amount. And then you use that loan split to pay the repayments on the principal and interest loan. And then every month, the borrower would deposit the interest component into that loan split. So they're not borrowing to pay the interest. They're borrowing to pay the principal of the monthly repayment. So let's do a bit of an example on a $500,000 loan. Okay, the repayments are going to be roughly 3160 per month. So what we want to do is set up another loan split of approximately 20000 The repayments for the $500,000 loan will actually come from the $20,000 loan split. So on the first month, 3160 is taken out of that loan split and applied to the $500,000 loan. The interest component during the first month is 2708 So the borrower would actually deposit in $2,708 into that $20,000 loan split. In effect, they've borrowed the principal component of 452 So the balance of the $20,000 limit is now 452 In the second month, the same thing happens. The repayment of 3160 comes out, goes into the $500,000 loan, and then the borrower puts in the interest component, which is slightly less. It's 2705 this month. So in effect, they've borrowed another $454. So after month two, they owe roughly $900 on that $20,000 loan split. And they would continue doing this. And the balance of the $500,000 loan would drop while the balance of the $20,000 loan will increase and one will drop and the other will increase by the same amounts. So having the two splits combined, the balance of the two splits will be $500,000. So in effect, combined, they will be acting as an interest-only loan. 
Now, it might take a few years before the $20,000 is used up. And when that happens, you can split the main residence loan and get a second $20,000 split and repeat. This can be incorporated into a debt recycling strategy as well, because at the same time, the borrower would be paying off their non-deductible debt at a faster rate. They're saving $12,000 a year on cash flow, so that's an extra $12,000 per year they could pay off the non-deductible debt. They might also be able to get additional tax savings as well, and those tax savings can also be used to reduce the non-deductible debt. The ATO doesn't like it when people borrow to pay interest. That's capitalizing interest or compounding interest. They don't like it because it can be a scheme used to increase tax deductions. Something similar is happening here. However, you're not borrowing to pay the interest. You're borrowing to pay the principal component. You're only increasing the deductions by improving the cash flow. You're not getting extra tax deductions per se. However, don't try this without tax advice because it is a scheme and there could be a tax advantage. So there is a potential for the ATO to apply Part 4A to deny any extra tax deductions. But if, if you want to set it up from a loan point of view, it's relatively simple to do. From a tax point of view, it's a bit more complex. So talk to your tax lawyer or your tax agent on the tax side of it and get your mortgage broker to set up the loan so you can do it from a loan point of view. And also, if you want to read more about this, I've written an old tax tip on the Property Chat Forum. It's tax tip number 46 from about six or seven years ago. Anyway, just another strategy to consider. Don't do it without advice. And thanks for listening. You've been listening to The Structuring Podcast. Check out the show notes for today's episode at www.structuring.com.au forward slash podcast.